Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Vanuatu Volleyball is recognised as a world leader for promoting female participation in sport. Papua New Guinea's cricketers move closer to a debut World Cup appearance and a Solomon Islands football team have their passports stolen. But first, the Northern Marianas Sports Association is considering a number of measures to reduce the CNMI government's financial obligations in hosting the 2021 Pacific Mini Games. Governor Ralph Torres announced last week the Territory would pull out of hosting the multi-sport event due to the destruction brought by Super Typhoon Yutu in October. But the president of the Northern Marianas Sports Association, Michael White, says they are committed to working with the governor to find a way forward which will allow the Games to take place. We recognise the uh, priority of recovering from the terrible storm that struck us last October, Super Typhoon Yutu. And certainly that has to be everybody's first priority. But we believe that we can stage the uh, 2021 Pacific Mini Games and do so very successfully. If you were able to host these games, how, how long do you think it would take to uh, recover from the damage and, and, and get everything ready? Again, all we really need is to, to purchase and install the, the shower blocks. We have a couple of uh, capital improvement projects that we would like to uh, have been able to accomplish, but in light of the uh, need to put our priorities in in recovery from the storm, we can certainly put those on the back burner. The only uh, actual capital improvement that we need is the toilets and shower blocks, and the lead time to uh, get those in is is not very long. So we could stage the the games on very short notice. And so the venues themselves that were already established and in place, what sort of condition are they in? We had uh, three indoor gymnasiums, one of which was completely destroyed, but we weren't planning to use that one uh, for the games in any case. Uh, the other one, the, uh, the gym that the Northern Ireland Sports Association manages, did take some damage, but that's going to be repaired by, with federal funds and plenty of time for the games. The third one is the Marianas High School Gymnasium, uh, which is the one that we were going to use for whatever sports required indoor gymnasium, uh, and that suffered only minor damage. That'll be ready to go very shortly. Do you have a sense of of how open the governor is to persuasion, uh, to to whether some concessions or, you know, smaller athlete numbers or or what have you, uh, you know, might uh, make him willing to, to recommit? I haven't spoken with the governor since he communicated with us. He's traditionally been very supportive of uh, the Northern Marianas Sports Association and sports in general in the Northern Marianas, and we hope that he'll be very receptive to some of the ideas that we we plan to propose to him to make the games a go. And I suppose when you have times of tragedy like this, when major events happen that uh, damage a community or, you know, the structures in a community, uh, you know, a lot of people think that sport can be seen as a way to sort of rebuild and, and, and show that progress and, you know, maybe bring something exciting and, you know, positive out of all this. Well, we think it's very important for the pride of the people of the Northern Marianas. We want to show the Pacific how good we are and what a great place this is by staging a, a game that will be memorable for everyone. 
Before I close, I wanted to say on behalf of the Northern Manor Sports Association how much we sympathize with the people of New Zealand and in particular the people of Christchurch for the terrible tragedy that occurred there uh, recently. And we wish you all for uh, an emotional uh, recovery and hope that your society will turn out to be a better place. That's the president of the Northern Marianas Sports Association, Michael White. The Vanuatu Volleyball Federation has been recognised at the International Olympic Committee's Women in Sports Awards for 2019. Vanuatu Volleyball President Debbie Mesafakalo was on hand in New York last week to receive the Women in Sport Award for Oceania in recognition of the organisation's advocacy and leadership in promoting girls' and women's participation in sport at all levels. What it means is that all the effort that we've done has been noticed and rewarded. Like, you never really, you just do it, but you don't know that others are watching or or you don't un, you, know, you don't really understand that so many people are supporting you and praising you as well until you know you get something on the world stage and you think oh wow you're not just impacting your lives you're impacting lives of so many other people and um yeah that's pretty overwhelming so uh yeah it's, it's fantastic and it was great to meet other women from all the other continents who were awarded just to hear their stories and know that you're not alone in the struggles for gender equality in sport. Does it make you come back home and feel even more drive and and more sort of desire to keep the work going? Yeah, definitely. Um, So we have grassroots program and um, Volleyball Change is our grassroots program and that's uh, funded through the Australian Government Pacific Sports Partnership Program and we use our senior players to go out into the communities and tell their stories, their journeys, empower the, the community women, and also um, educate the women about living a healthy lifestyle through sports. As you know, in the Pacific, non-communicable diseases, diabetes are very, very high. So we get the senior players who are obviously well-profiled to go out into the community to give back tell their stories and also share that, you know, if you want to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle and through sports and nutrition and exercise. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's a whole circle. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you, you really do have some shining examples there, don't you, in, in Linlin and, and, and Miller who have, you know, proven that you can be, you know, sporting stars and successes and, and also be, you know, mothers and, and, and working people as well. And it's a tough juggle to, to make, but, that, you know, they've shown and I imagine inspired many others. You know, Miller came from an island in the banks with less than 3,000 people. She had nothing, you know, and through her, her story, it can inspire other women in the rural communities to think, well, if, you know, she can do it, then I can do it. And... Um, you know, we know how a powerful story can inspire you to, to live your dream as well. What, what impact do you see on the ground with, with people involved in these programs that are actually going through it and, and getting that opportunity? When we started this program 12 years ago, the girls didn't even know what the Olympic Games was or Commonwealth Games was, and nobody ever had a big dream to, to attend these events or to do amazing things. But we had to be the pioneers. We had to, you know, pay the the way and now when you talk to the, the young girls or women in young women in the community they're just like yes you know we want to go to the Olympics or we want to go to the Commonwealth Games like that was unheard of you know 12 10 years ago um, and now 
young girls have got new dreams that they want to become sports stars just like their role models, Miller and, and Lin-Lin and, and Oriette that have, have gone, have, have done it. So I think it just takes somebody to do it, which is obviously going to be the, the hardest thing because if it hasn't been done before, it's, you're, you're going in blindsided. Um, but once it's done, it's, it's easier for the others to follow and um, dream big. You know, within the Pacific region, uh, you know, in Papua New Guinea, for example, rugby league is, is, you know, often a very male-dominated sport and there's been a lot of work to try and, um, you know, become more inclusive and, and, and you know, gender equal and, and give female players an opportunity. They've now got a, a women's national team uh, in Fiji, similar mm-hmm. stuff with the rugby. Whereas in Vanuatu, especially in these last few years, you know, female athletes have really sort of led from the front to the floor and, and not only in, in volleyball. We saw at the Com Games as well, you know, Freya winning winning in the um, para-athlete uh, competition as well. So do, do you think things are slightly different in Vanuatu? What sort of challenges have you had? And and, and how do you think this uh, female success at the top level is, has helped um, you know put women's sport on the map there? I mean, yes, and we've also just won a gold in the Special Olympics for Vanuatu, a female um, athletic runner, just won a gold. So, yeah, we've, female athletes have just exceeded and we, we have got great role models and they're strong and they're resilient. And we do have good support from very good male leaders and, and also their husbands and their fathers. So I think it, it does take that support to also help you um, lift up. And, you know, we have a, a great CEO for the National Olympic Committee. We have a great president for our National Olympic Committee. We have a great director general for our sports minister, um, so having those great male role models also helps to support and nurture the, the women to come on top So, um, and also have great supporting husbands and, and fathers. That's Vanuatu Volleyball President Debbie Mesa-Vakalo. Papua New Guinea's cricketers are now a step away from the ICC Men's T20 World Cup after winning the East Asia Pacific qualifying final. The Barramundis finished unbeaten across their four matches against Vanuatu and the Philippines in Port Moresby to secure their spot in the T20 World Cup qualifier, which gets underway in the UAE in October. After a week disrupted by rain, the PNG coach Joe Dawes admits it was something of a relief to get out onto the field and get the job done. No doubt something that we should we should win and, and did in the end, but it's always nice to have it done. And the way the boys played throughout was really... Yeah, uh, in terms of the individual matches, um, you know, the score lines look pretty convincing. What was it, 133 runs, eight wickets? You were obviously in a very strong position against the Philippines second time round and, and then 10 wickets yesterday to wrap it up against Vanuatu. How did you feel about the performances uh, from your team? Yeah, obviously day one we sort of stuck to our strongest combination, make sure that we got the job done and uh, and we tried something new with Norman opening the batting and, you know, that worked pretty well and then... You know, we were able to give some other guys a bat and a bowl against the Philippines and then again yesterday. And I think the pleasing thing for me is young leggers ended up being bowler of the tournament. You know, someone who 12 months ago was a bits and pieces part-timer and has put the work in to come and do that has been really pleasing. You know, our, our spin options continue to grow, which is really important when you're looking at the, the style of cricket that we're going to be playing and how important that is, and um, you know, to get everyone, pretty much everyone in that top seven got a bat at some stage. So, yeah, we got some cricket in, which was nice. 
And obviously a, a special innings from Tony Ura in that uh, that rained off match against the Philippines, uh, getting that century. Uh, doesn't matter who you play, uh, at, at what level, it's hard to get 100 uh, in T20 cricket, isn't it? Absolutely. I think, you know, we we challenged Tony to go big, especially when he's probably not being challenged as you know against those attacks as much as he will in other games. So we're trying to teach him or challenge him to make hundreds and make big scores and for him to, I think he's, he went 40-odd, 60, and then 100, and then, you know, 20, 24 or 8 balls or something yesterday. Uh, it's really pleasing that, you know, he's starting to really buy into that of um, play aggressively, but go big as well. You're now through to that uh, final World Cup qualifier starting in October in the UAE. 14 teams, uh, some still to be determined, uh, from which six will go to the World Cup. I mean... How, how realistic, how achievable does this goal of, of reaching that tournament seem now to you? We have to go in there believing that we can achieve that goal. That's the goal that we set ourselves 12 months ago, but to make World Cups. We've challenged the boys to do things, and, and our girls, to be fair. We've challenged them to do things they've never done before, to achieve things we've never done before. That's been a bit of a catch cry. And, um, and we're going to, we'll go to the UAE in, in October with the view of being one of those six teams, absolutely. That's the Papua New Guinea men's cricket coach, Joe Dawes. The Henderson Eels Football Club and Solomon Islands have suffered a major blow in preparation for the OFC Champions League knockout stage after the team's passports were stolen from the back of a van at the weekend. The Eels squad are scheduled to fly to New Zealand on Thursday week ahead of their quarterfinal clash against defending champions Tim Wellington next weekend. Coach Eddie Marahare says a bag containing 19 passports was snatched from the back of their team manager's vehicle. On Saturday afternoon uh, from uh, our team manager's vehicle, it was parking on uh, one of the uh, in front just uh, outside uh, Honiara's main market. And then uh, I don't know what happened, but I think uh, he forgot to lock the vehicles and then somebody just grabbed the bike where it contained all the passports, 19 of them. And we, and we, so where was that? Uh, in front of the IPA building, just a uh, couple of, uh, just opposite the Honiara main market. So this comes just one day after he, after the club had lodged the uh, visa applications to come to New Zealand? Yes, last Friday. And, and that visa process, how long does that normally take, do you know? Uh, normally normally for us it's uh, take more than, uh, more than a week. In fact, it was uh, last Tuesday already, but then uh, he kept all this, uh, the passport in a bike. And he, he was travelling with that bike last Saturday, hoping to pass the passports to the players in the morning, but then I'm not sure what, what happened and he didn't deliver the passport to the players. And, and so in total, there's 19 passports that are missing? Yes, 19 of them. Uh, five uh, Lucky five of our players, they went with the national team to play in Taiwan, so it's, they were lucky that they have their passports with them. And um, obviously you guys head over, I'm based in Wellington, that's where you guys are coming to play Team Wellington, right? Yeah, we should be travelling next week on the 4th of April. So what happens now? Are those applications still valid even though the passports are missing? Or what is the process now? What are you guys doing? It's quite uh, a difficult process for us, but what we are doing now is we are getting support from the the police and the immigration and the government uh, to see how we can go about. We are submitting a new application for our passports today, so hopefully... We should have them by end of the week. But I'm not sure how we're going to deal with the issue uh, issue with the visas, but uh, I'm I'm also quite sure that our team manager and other officials they will be having consultation with the, the New Zealand and uh, Australian passport office 
with the Assam High Commission how best we can go about the issue now. Okay, um, so there's just a bit of uncertainty, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, quite uh, uncertain. But uh, for, I think uh, we we kept the issue with the management. Um, I told the players not to worry about all these issues. It's, I, yeah, it's quite disturbing yesterday, it's, uh, especially for the players to call them out from training and trying to fill in new forms and all this. But uh, I'm sure we're going to get over this by today and then concentrate on our training. And uh, Eddie, in terms of the new passports, I mean, who will pay for those? The club owner is paying for the cost of all the new passports. Uh, the cost is more than 24000 Solomon dollars. Okay, wow. Okay, and so, uh, as you say, uh, hopefully that process will um, will um, ha- happen. You know, the visas are in with immigration, etc., and hopefully it'll all be sorted. You come here to Wellington... Uh, and uh, you'll come up against next weekend uh, your first ever knockout round in the uh, Champions League against Team Wellington, who have just beaten Auckland City to go through to the domestic final here in New Zealand. So uh, you must be excited, but also well aware that it's going to be a pretty tough encounter. It's uh, pretty excited to travel to New Zealand for uh, yeah for a couple of players. It's uh, uh, yeah uh, pretty excited, and also it's uh, a bit tough. Uh, to go against the champions team Wellington. Yeah, I've watched that um, their match uh, against Auckland City and they yeah, they they scored three goals to one. It's but uh like uh it's it's football and we are working very hard to try and uh, try and uh yeah, stand against the might of, of Wellington. That's the Henderson Eels football coach Eddie Marahare, and that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.